0: Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm Mia McCarthy. Boston has been hot and humid lately. Temperatures Tuesday are expected to reach a high of 82 degrees, with the rest of the week looking stormy and some more hot and humid days at the end of the week. Christina Melhorn is here now to report on the new ventilation systems that BU is installing.
1: Boston University's facilities management and operations staff are increasing the ventilation and improving overall air filtration in 120 buildings around campus. To increase the airflow within indoor spaces, workers are replacing the previous ventilation systems that only ran 12 to 16 hours a day with new machines that have the ability to run 24 hours a day. In addition, airborne viruses like the coronavirus will be captured by new filters being installed into the airflow systems in offices and classrooms. With 50-80% fewer people inside indoor spaces and classrooms at a given time, there will be more clean air available for students and staff when they return to a classroom environment during LFA rotations. For the remaining 198 buildings that lack central ventilation systems, the facilities management and operations staff will be following the CDC's guideline to utilize window fans to maintain the flow and movement of outdoor air into the indoor spaces. Data from one BU Ph.D. student's 2018 dissertation showed that carbon dioxide levels in some CAS classrooms to be almost four times the state-recommended levels, indicating the building had ventilation issues. For these spaces that need additional airflow, facility staff will also consider installing portable air purifiers with high-efficiency particulate air filters. Facilities Management and Operations has created a team of engineering and building systems staff HVAC technicians, building area managers, and environmental health and safety staff to oversee the university's effort to combat the spread of COVID-19 and to monitor the new systems. In Western Massachusetts, I'm Christina Melhorn for WTBU News. Joining us now is Amanda Schneider
0: with a story on the recent meeting of the Massachusetts Teachers Association.
2: The Massachusetts Teachers Association held an emergency meeting to discuss its concerns over the reopening of colleges and universities across the state. The meeting was announced after Worcester State University was listed among colleges with the highest number of positive COVID-19 cases by the New York Times. In response, Worcester State President Barry Maloney wrote a letter to faculty, staff, and students in which he explained that the 33 cases linked to the school's campus were reported after students were sent home in March. As of early August, the school has decided to hold a blend of in-person and online classes in the fall, like many other colleges and universities in Massachusetts. The MTA meeting occurred on Monday, with those who have concerns about reopening speaking at 5 p.m. Among those attending are UMass President Marty Meehan and the Massachusetts Higher Education Commissioner Carlos Santiago. In Fairfield, Connecticut, I'm Amanda Schneider for WTBU News.
0: And now we'll head over to Stephanie Joseph for a story about a recent investigation of President Trump.
3: The Manhattan District Attorney's Office suggested that it will be investigating President Trump and his company for fraud in a Monday federal court filing. Cyrus R. Vance Jr., the Manhattan DA, has requested that Trump's accountants abide by the subpoena his office filed in August 2019 to review Trump's tax returns. At that time, Vance sought evidence of hush money payments made on Trump's behalf and aimed to determine if any New York state laws were broken in the process. Michael Cohen, Trump's former attorney, pleaded guilty to campaign finance fraud in 2018 after he admitted to organizing payments for a couple of women, including adult film actress Stormy Daniels, during Trump's campaign. Cohen also accused Trump of inflating his net worth in several statements to lenders and insurers, which may have inspired Vance's office to expand its inquiry into Trump's financial records to include an investigation into bank and insurance fraud. Trump's legal team attempted to block Vance's subpoena on the grounds that sitting presidents have immunity against such investigations, but the bid was struck down by the Supreme Court in July. In Laurel, Maryland, I'm Stephanie Joseph for WTBU News.
0: Next, a story regarding Massachusetts' new quarantine policy from Jane Avery.
4: Governor Charlie Baker of Massachusetts told travelers from a number of states excluding all new england states coming into massachusetts they would be required to quarantine for two weeks upon arrival or face a 500 dollars fine travelers to logan airport this weekend raised questions about how this would be enforced the efficacy of the travel advisory is being questioned as it is currently based on the honor system travelers told the boston globe that they were frustrated that their status was never questioned at logan airport and they were able to pass right through into greater Boston. Shan Stroyer, who traveled to Massachusetts from Georgia, said she was never asked to complete a Massachusetts travel form supposedly required by Governor Baker's policy before leaving the airport. Anton Robinson, another traveler traveler coming from Orlando, Florida, also said that large crowds of people were forming at the airport despite orders from the state government about maintaining social distance while reopening the state. This news comes from Massachusetts has experienced a small increase in the number of cases in the state this Sunday. The policy has also affected many college students coming to Massachusetts as they will have to quarantine for 14 days upon arriving in their state at their specific university or college. In Weston, Connecticut, I'm Jane Avery for WTBU News.
0: Finally, an update from Bonita Chang about falsified data from the Iranian government.
5: The BBC Persian Research Service reported that the Iranian government has falsified data regarding COVID-19 deaths. The government's records show approximately 42,000 deaths from coronavirus since January. Yet the health ministry has only reported 14,000. Moreover, the official number of infected cases is suspected to also be fabricated. The actual number of infections is approximately 400,000 instead of 200,000. Despite lowering the real number of COVID-19 cases, the administration's reports still made Iran the worst-hit country in the Middle Eastern region. The data was sent to BBC anonymously. However, it includes details such as daily visits to hospital across Iran, as well as information on deceased patients, which correspond to those cases known by BBC. Notably, the number of deaths among refugees and migrants is disproportionately higher than local Iranians. In Taipei, Taiwan, I'm Benita Chang for WTBU News.
0: That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune into our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Grace Ferguson, Amanda Schneider, Hannah Yoshinaga, Lily Kepner, and Gabriela Lopez, I'm Mia McCarthy reporting from Boston, Massachusetts for WTBU News.